Left on Red, the Daily Night Needles political podcast. I'm Jennifer Coron. And I'm Drew Gilbert. And let's start once again with our WTH of the week. Is it my turn? I'm going first with a quick one. WTH, by the time you hear this, the First Lady of the United States of America will have just been to Walker County. That's that's the story. And that's I'm leaving it there. Mm -hmm. I don't really want any of your commentary. I'm just... It's First Lady of the United States. That's the thing. And Jennifer Garner. And Jasper. Don't leave out. Which might the be a bigger deal. The Jennifer spokeswoman Garner. for Capital One is coming to Jasper. I don't Alabama. care if this makes it on any White House media. Mm-hmm. Doesn't bother me. I really hope it's on her Instagram account because that's where I'm going to find it. Jennifer Garner's. Check that out. Bring it on, Jennifer. It's a her beautiful and, place. Her and Ben are, uh, they're not together anymore, right? No. Okay. Moving right, on. Go to yours. I'm done with mine. WTH. That was it. That was the whole thing. Of the week. We here in Walker County have the shirtless sheriff. How does this sound? Shirtless governor, Texas governor, Matthew McConaughey. I'm here for it. Let me tell you a story. And I don't, you didn't know this. You didn't know you were nope. you were setting up a softball for Drew mm-hmm. today. Uh, just finished Matthew McConaughey's memoir. Did you really? One of the greatest reads of a very long time. It's this gotten guy, very good press. Let me tell you. You see this hokey, uh, you know, all right, all right, all mm-hmm. right. You see this character, right? He's that dude. Mm-hmm. He's really that dude. And in his memoir, he tells you the story of his life that led him to being this, <laughs> really, this guy. Mm-hmm. And he goes through, so if you recall, because we grew up with his career, really, because yeah. you know, he really started sure. the the famous rom-com Matthew McConaughey was probably about our high school era, somewhere mm-hmm. in there. I'd say so. And then he went through this transition to being like this serious actor and doing yes. Dallas Buyers Club. And, and the commercials. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you saw this transition. Very deliberate on his part, very hard to do on his part, mm-hmm. potentially ruining his career for doing it right. on his part. And he tells you this story, not to mention his that childhood, his dynamic with his parents. Um, I'm going to spoiler one because the story is actually out there. Uh, his father had always told uh, he and his siblings uh, that he was going to die making love to their mother. He died making love to their mother. Ooh. Heart attack. <laughs> That's true story. I'm gonna need some time to process that. Mm-hmm. Also, it's how Matthew McConaughey himself intends to go with his wife. Not making love to his Not mother. Not to his mother. <laughs> Come on, guys. Get your heads out of the gutter. Anyway. Uh, so uh apparently I think it was Jimmy Kimmel. I've got the, the wrong article pulled up. I think it was a Jimmy Kimmel thing, although it's come up before. I'm he's here been for asked it. about it and he I said that he's it. interested. That it what uh I've got pulled up now though is the fact that um he's flirting with a run for governor, but his politics remain a mystery. Were he to run at this point, no one knows how which party he would run under or if he would run as an independent because he hasn't voted in a primary since 2012 and he's never donated to a Texas or federal campaign. (laughs) So he does vote. I believe it said he's voted uh, twice since 2012. He's voted in 20, was it, I guess 2020. He's voted twice in Texas since 2012 in the 2018 and 2020 general elections. He voted early both times. Um, but, you know, general election doesn't tell you anything um, in terms of his party affiliation. So no one really knows. Would he run as a Democrat? Would he run as a Republican? Would he be an independent? They're trying to figure that out right now. If and I am, I'm an expert on Matthew McConaughey because I read his memoir. Yes. Uh, actually, he doesn't call it a memoir for the record. No, but, uh, that's right. Yeah, uh, I read his book. Um, I'm 
going to put set the betting line on him being an independent. Mm-hmm. This article says he has spoken out against uh, gun violence. Mm-hmm. Um, he did not say much about the latest election, though he made headlines afterward when he criticized the, in quotes, illiberal left for taking an arrogant view toward the other 50%. Mm-hmm. Um, this is He's only proving my point with everything mm-hmm. that you just said. Mm-hmm. I really view him as a throw rocks at both sides kind of mm-hmm. guy. He's a Texan through and through, but he's not an ultra-conservative. Mm-hmm. And you'll recall yeah, that Texas has had some troubles recently, including with their governor. So He's a guy. That's why his name, I'm sure uh, he was asked about this, because... Give it to me. Um, we may be ready you know to what? make a make Hey, a Matt, switch. if Texas doesn't like you, maybe come over to Alabama. Uh, I'm sure Miss Ivy's going to be leaving mm-hmm. this time around. Go, come on, sign yep. up. Mm-hmm. You can live with me. So... There you go. You you heard it here first. Drew called uh, Tommy Tupperboy as our senator. I'm calling Matthew as an independent. He'll run now, as a third. He's going to run third party. Now calling Matthew McConaughey. And he's going to make a, noise in that election. As a third party, potentially serious candidate for a Texas governor. He'll make noise. So I'm there here for you it. Go. I think uh, Texas is ready for it. He is a through and through Texan. So he's got the credibility there. It can't feel good to be from Texas these days. It's a rough go. It's been a hard winter. It's a rough go. Yeah. So I'm here for it. Just Give what me some we need. This. Matthew McConaughey with his book and his boyish hey, charm. By the way, d- for point of clarity, I actually did the o- I did the audiobook version. I actually bought me the hardbound and I flipped through. Does he read it? And he reads it. Yeah. <laughs> Those are the best. Because somebody's like, oh, you're doing the. I ended up letting uh, my sister wanted to read the book, and I gave her the hardback. And I said, here, I'm, I'm finishing the audiobook right now. Here, you go ahead and take my, my hardback. And then she kind of looked at me like this judging, oh, I'm mm-hmm. reading the paper book version. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, this is Matthew McConaughey reading me yeah. his book. You can't talk yeah. it. Well, I did um, several, several years ago on a trip to the beach of all things. George W. Bush wrote a book about his father. As uh, it's queued men- up. I've got it queued up. mentioned, mm-hmm. you know, George H.W. Bush never wrote a memoir mm-hmm. of his own, but he wrote a book about his father, and he reads it. Yep. And I believe I, I that was a very different experience on that road trip to hear him reading that book mm-hmm. as opposed to me mm-hmm. reading the book. So I'm a big fan. I am not like you on the audio well, books, just my schedule but wise, I'm we've a talked big about. fan when... The author, or if there's a connection, I just realized that Reese Witherspoon, I guess I'd forgotten, read um, uh, what When Comes a Watchman or whatever, yeah. The Second Harper yeah. Lee. And I think that would be an interesting reading experience because I had a mixed a mixed reaction to that the first time I read that book. I would like to go back and listen to the audio version and hear Reese Witherspoon read it. My, so it matters who the narrator is. My, yeah, a narrator matters a lot because I've had some audiobooks that I didn't consume as, as well as the mm-hmm. others. Um, you get the good orators like a Matthew McConaughey, Barack Obama reading his own book. That's mm-hmm. he's he's such a good orator. You really sure. you really consume it the right way. But mine just came down to like at work now. It's just so many menial tasks for me during the day mm-hmm. where I don't really have. I can't sit down and hold a book, but I can consume four hours of a book in my wow. ears while I'm working. So it's really been for me just a, an ability to consume way more books than I was before. We'll get, so. we'll get a book list going. I'm usually the book person, but you can be our audio person, and I'm we'll push that you. out on the Facebook page of uh, Drew's fave audio books of some. the last few months. So, I'll give you some. Uh, moving on to our guest we for this week, one. continuing with the Women's History Month theme. Mm-hmm. Hope you enjoyed Regina's uh, last time. And this time, we asked in Judge Joletta Barentine and yeah. had a nice conversation. She did not disappoint. Mm-mm. 
she didn't. It was um, has an interesting background. I'm going to admit that um, I didn't know a whole lot about mm-hmm. it. I mean, I'm not saying I didn't know the name. I just didn't know a whole lot about her trajectory. And I told you before we started this the day before that as I was reading this, I was like, I'm really excited to talk to her now because I have so many questions, <laughs> so many questions for her. So um, she was a good guest and shaking things up, which as we told her, uh, if you're making somebody uneasy, you're our kind of people. We're here for it. So uh, hope you enjoy this this interview with Judge Barentine. Our guest today is Judge Joletta Barentine. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm excited to be here. Have you been on a podcast before? I have never been on a podcast. We love to ask that question because we so few get, people no, have. Yeah. Do you listen to podcasts at all? I'm just going to be honest. I'm old school. Yeah. I'm a book reader. Yeah. I'm a yellow pad notebook writer. Do you ever do audio books? I don't even do audio books. Wow, yeah. You, you stay old school on all of it. I'm That's old school. That's how you consume. That's okay. I respect that. Yeah. Uh, I'm an, I'm a, I like to say I'm a young young body and an old soul, but I think my body's catching up with my soul. <laughs> <laughs> so now you start Other to layer. feel exactly. I, yeah, I still do the Emily pose, eat off a good china. I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm old school. I'll be. Wearing cook pearls. Out of, wearing pearls, cook you out of iron to. skillet, grow tomatoes just because it's my duty as a southern woman to do I'm so. I'm cool with iron skillet and yeah. growing tomatoes. I still don't like tomatoes. That's one of those things that I thought I just wouldn't like as a kid and then I would learn to like them. Still don't like them. Yeah. Confession time. Yeah, that's one of those things you get told that when you get older, don't your taste change a whole lot. And my taste changed a good usually. bit. There are a lot of things that, you know, 10-year-old Drew didn't eat right. that old man Drew eats. <laughs> and that 10-year-old Drew did eat that he probably shouldn't have. shouldn't, yeah. <laughs> and that's why you take the vaccine that, because you've already put those things in your body. Yeah, right. I'm I'm good to go. Uh, Jen, you pulled a, a biography, and I'm very interested in it because you gave me some teasers early, and I need information. Yeah, so our archives picked up um, around the late '90s when you were at the library, and I did not know this. So um, you seem to be like in your early 20s at that point, and you were assistant librarian. Is that right over there in Summerton? I was. I started. Um, at the Summerton Public Library at 19, and um, I was there until I ran for city council for the city of Summerton. I believe I was 24, so I was there a little while as the assistant. I did all the children's programs. As it, we mentioned several things. You did several different programming things while you were there. I would like, I, I guess this is something I haven't, what you, you said, 2001? Um, well, you, you seem to be elected in 2000s when you were elected to the council. And okay. so our archives picked up in the late 90s, like 98. Yeah. And so by that point, you were you were at the library. I was, loving it. it was, is that a is that a Carl Elliott regional there? Or is it that, is. Okay. Yeah, There's another Carl Elliott connection that, that we'll get to possibly at the end that I'm we're very Carl Elliott fans in this room, in. for the record. Um, but we'll just go ahead and say you um, you archive some of the materials. Right, I did. At the I house. archived the house. Yeah. Oh, wow. And those, those speeches that I'm incredibly jealous of that are in that house, she's like gone through them in a way this. that I've never been able to. So. Absolutely. And I have, um, I mean, the, and it's interesting in the attic. Uh huh. Um, there's really cool things like pens in which um, John F. Kennedy would sign oh, um, bills mm-hmm. and, and different things with. The inauguration speech of um, John F. Kennedy was given as a gift to Carl Elliott, and he had boxes of those that he would give to people who worked on his campaign that is and different so cool. things. Some really cool things and things that 
we don't realize the impact that Carl Elliott made. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of oh, people just don't realize the impact that he made Carl to this Elliott county. We're big Carl Elliott fans in this room. And then his, his resume speaks for itself. But then he was living here in absolute obscurity at the end of his life. He had no wealth to speak of. And you want to see the proof of someone that went to Washington to do the right things? Mm-hmm. It's a guy that came back without a load of money. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. And, Absolutely. And he so, did it. He did it for the people. And now he you see our entire delegation from Alabama loading their pocketbooks and flying to Romania and yes. things like that. So I mean, it's it's nowhere near what it used to be. So we're big. Uh, we're big Carl Elliott groupies in this room. Oh, yeah. Now, was the library going to be a career path for you, or was that always a stopover? Um, at some point, I. Um, I had applied to law school, and um, I think it was really a stopover, but I fell in love, of course. Like I said earlier, I still read books. I um, fell in love with doing the children's programs, the um, programming for um, illiteracy, and just really felt as if maybe this is where I needed to be. Mm-hmm. And I hate to say that. I just felt like maybe that was my purpose at the time, that... I needed to be there doing what I was doing. I became president of the East Walker Chamber of Commerce and um, started doing things to hopefully renovate and adding, we added plants to the median scourge, you know, just little things. I started volunteering and doing that type of stuff. Um, ended up I'm not going to law school. I was going to go to Bandy. Um, ended up up there and decided uh, I'm going to, just not do that. Okay. So I ran for city council. Why? Twenty four. I did. I, I just some people. I, I just thought I was going to shoot change. even higher. Yes. Twenty four. I was on the council. Yes. Yeah. Just yeah. thought I would. You yeah. know. So you understand. Know. You know. You think okay. Here's, and then in hindsight, you're like, why did I do that? Well, I mean, my friends were. Going out, getting married, tra- I mean, doing all this, and I'm like, I'm not gonna- running for council. That old, run- that old soul yes. we talked about earlier. I Ex- get it exactly, and I feel like I could solve the problems mm-hmm. that we had there. Mm-hmm. So I ran, and was the council all male at that time? Were oh, absolutely. You- okay, so <laughs> not only a generation gap, but also all male. Oh, absolutely. Yes. And so, just, and just to uh, set the timeline in order here. That would have been about the beginning of Petey's mayoral term, right? Uh, no, Petey would have been in? like in his second, uh, second, second or third, or third at least. And this he's is still elected. the sitting mayor of Summerton. Mm-hmm. Petey's got some serious longevity, yep. which I think we're going to try to get Petey I in here say, and have a conversation about this. Future guest yeah. alert. Spoiler alert. We're, we're chasing Petey down. We've got to talk listener about this. Man. <laughs> and these are the men who had hired me to work yeah, at the library. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. That How funny. was that transition? It... I'll be honest, um, that was probably one of the hardest transitions. And I had to learn, even because when there's an age, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. and so there's a respect for your elders that uh-huh. we are taught here in the South. Mm-hmm. And then you also have. You bumped up against gender. Female. Yep. Exactly. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of things. And I sat at the end of the table. So if you've ever been in that council room, it was a long table. The mayor sits in the mm-hmm. middle. And so I sat on the very end, and um, I would be. Sometimes I had to at one point say, "Hey, yeah, I'm I, still, I, I'm here." I received votes just like you did, yeah. and they would sometimes make. And at one point, you know, "Hey, I, I fed you your bottle, and you know, blah blah." Well, yeah. I had to, I had yeah. to address. No, I'm, I'm going to be addressed in the same. So manner. I'm a grown yeah. woman yeah. now. Yeah. Turns out, yeah, and I have an opinion, and I will sit and listen to yours if you will sit and listen to mine. 
I'm not going to talk over you. I'm not going to argue with you, but we, are, but we will discuss whatever it is. And if we don't agree, we will disagree. And when we leave here, we'll go have pizza or whatever it may be. But in mm-hmm. here, I'm an equal. Mm-hmm. I don't care how you treat me. And also I imagine, at least some of this comes from, in, in reading the materials, you always seem to be someone who wants to come into an, an environment and you have ideas. Like you want to shake things up. Like you're not about status quo is what I read. That's true. Um, well, and I don't mean to go against the whole status quo. Right. It's sometimes if things are running fine and things are okay the way they are, then then you probably don't don't need to change them. Right. But if there's a different way to do things, and sometimes others have a better idea. I'm not saying it's better, but a different idea, or if we can get to the same results or get to the results that need mm-hmm. to take place by looking at it in a different manner, then let's take the worldly experiences, the education, the wherever this person is coming from and look at it in that light and maybe make a difference. It may change the things that we need to change. And you served how many terms on the council? Was it like two? Two. Two. Mm-hmm. What was the big, uh, what would you consider your big achievement or big project that you were working on? I saw things like sidewalks and I saw some things like that, but what do you consider one of the bigger lasting legacies that you left from those two terms? Well, I think maybe... Um, and just looking back, I guess, I, you know, that's a... Well, grants. That's really they talked a lot about grants. You seem to do a lot of grant We writing. did. We did a lot of grants. And a lot of times, um, and Drew can tell you this, a lot of times the things that you do are not necessarily seen like the water, mm-hmm. the um, things like library grants. We received mm-hmm. computers at that time that the public could use. And Summerton was fortunate enough to receive two instead of one and um, the senior building that's one thing that I really had to fight for at a young age because I did not want just a what I call a butler building <laughs> put up for our seniors this is, this is also parallels. <laughs> so our um it was it was one of those things it, it just became a I'm going to hold out, and mm-hmm. I'm gonna, I want my brick, and I know that sounds very... Do it the right I way. Mean, I want my brick. This is something that my name's going to be mm-hmm. on, that I want my children, my mm-hmm. grandchildren, and my family, you know, my family's from there, and I wanted my family to be proud of something that, that my name, their last name, that we built as a community. So um, those types of things, the parks, and and... Looking back and starting out with, you know, as a librarian even, I see the change in people's lives, I think. And that's one of the biggest assets that I think we have in this county, Um, the people. I think that one of the things that I truly invested in as a librarian and as a city council person then was basically, like, children, youth. Mm -hmm. And... um, and I hate to admit I'm this old. I am just cringing to even say it. I have kids that I had in my programs who are now surgeons, who were <laughs> whose parents were single parent, you know, mothers, and the children had really nowhere to go after school, and they would come to come to my library, mm-hmm. and we would mm-hmm. hang out, and we would talk about the arts. We'd talk about because I was really big on the arts and introducing that and the culture um, to East Walker County, and. Um, so it's just interesting to see where some of these children are and what they've done and getting the notes and baby invitations and all of that. Uh-huh. And I'm like, am I old enough to, <laughs> to get an invitation from it, someone? But... And well, I go back and look and I'm like, I guess yeah, I am. Yeah. <laughs> quick, 
plug for that summer reading program, by the way, because um, I know from working closely with the director, there's an idea that the kids just show up and, you know, someone reads to them. Yeah, and that is not at all yeah. how that program works. It is a very lively, engaged program. Of course, COVID, you know, changed yes. all that. It wasn't able to happen. But that's not what happens. I mean, no. these are this is an excellent program mm-hmm. i mean my kid has gone through it every so was, every year was so. miss underwood at the library when you when you were there she wouldn't have been uh, yeah. the regional director oh she I was was sandra, she already yeah. sandra underwood was the regional my, director in my mind when mm-hmm. they invented library sandra underwood was there yep. that yes. day mm-hmm. that's the, in my mind that's how that's how it works so. yes and it's funny because i would get in the car sometimes i mean we went to apls down in tuscaloosa and, and we would do programming and she, we, she and i would sometimes get in the car and we'd go to different i mean from hay level uh-huh. all you know around to the other libraries and everything um it was looking back i the librarian there was chris warren and she was like a mother out on the weekends <laughs> i would put a load of older women in one of them's big cadillac and I would take them to gospel singing. <laughs> oh my goodness! So it was just a, it was just, just a, a time in my immersive life. Immersive experience. It yeah. was. It was just a time in my that, life that I just truly enjoyed. And we did have programs. We had like a program where children, toddlers, would come in, and I was told, "Oh no, you don't want to do toddlers because they run everywhere. You'll never get them to sit down." And so I, and I was that person that everyone hated to see coming. I would come to your business and I'd say, "Hey, do you have any?" basically anything to give us because, I mean, yeah. it's a public library. We, yeah. We're on a budget. Yeah. Um, local, I had a local guy that owned, get these little samples of carpets that they were throwing away. I was like, oh, can I have those? Um, I created a magic carpet for all the children to sit on. <laughs> um, and if, as long as you were on the magic carpet, you could hear the story. If you ever got off the magic carpet, you couldn't hear it at all because you would just it was it was magic. That's the only way you could hear it, and it's surprising how those children would sit Sat on a little square, yeah, yeah, yes, and stay yeah. there. They would buy into that, and um, we, like I said, we had programs for children during the day. We had them after school. We had the summer reading program. Like you said, was just I mean, you would see a big bouncy in the parking lot uh-huh. or a slide, you know, a water slide, and people in the community. I would get sponsors and you would have hot dogs and you know all kind of things for those kids and just kids everywhere I mean and they would take home books and I think it was one of those things that children learn that books are books are good it's not mm-hmm. just something your uh-huh. teacher makes you do mm-hmm. you can learn you can enjoy and it's about sometimes you know the escape of reading that we all love to do not to skip ahead too much, but is no, there a version of the magic carpet for unruly attorneys? <laughs> I wish. There's going to be. There, yeah, she's working on like it. A, it's is there conceptual. like a courtroom plan? For, <laughs> that, that's, it's conceptual. Um, that's called contempt, and I think it's called the jail. <laughs> there you yeah. go. I think, I think Nick's sewing the carpet. That's what I say. Yeah. He's working yeah. on that now. Deal. So uh, what came next? We did the library. We did the council. We did two terms on the council. And then what was next? Had, did, were you completing undergrad then during that period of time? Yes. Um, and... And you have to remember, I um, I have two bachelors and masters in my law degree. Yeah, I knew there was a, a lot stacking up. And yeah. so, um, I just really, I've always been a student. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like you said, I worked for the Carl Elliott House. I worked for different attorneys and. Power so, to you on the always a student because terrible student. This guy, I don't like school. I uh, love. Yeah, I, I would go back me. now. No. Yeah, I not would, for me. I'm the same. My I, my wife's that. getting ready to go back for her master's, and I'm I'm just like I'm just not looking forward to this. Cause 
I, I would go to school. I thought college was beautiful because I actually got to study what I wanted to study as opposed to high school where you had to study what yeah, you were told. Well, now I will give you, I will so give you something I thought college was wonderful because I could but the problem pick on my the, classes. And maybe that's why you kept going. The problem for me on the bachelor's is about half of it was general study stuff, and I, that didn't interest me. And then once I got into mm-hmm. the business degree stuff or the, the geography for the minor, yeah, I, I enjoyed that. So, yeah, I guess when you get into the specialty stuff, it's a little better. Mm-hmm. I would be that person that was, like, certified in everything, you know. Yeah. I would go and do culinary to who knows. I just, if I have an interest in it, I just want to delve into that. So it's one but of those at some things point, I would, I would love to just study different. So oriented because you said at some point you wanted the law degree before you were 30. And I imagine you, you hit that pretty well. <laughs> like that was. Actually, I didn't. Um, I was actually, I was 30 when I did receive my law degree. Oh, mm-hmm. then on. Exactly so to, go, go through the, go through the degrees for me real quick and yeah. where they were from. I have um, business um, and minor in psychology, and I have history and minor in art history. Um, I was at UAB in Judson College, and history, uh-huh. and then of course a law degree from um, Birmingham School of Law. Uh-huh. Which is, uh, that's where Richard Shelby went. I did not know this mm-hmm. until recently when he announced his retirement and I was doing my, you know, bed of light mm-hmm. reading. Yeah. Birmingham School of Law, didn't know yeah. it. Oh, Richard yeah. Shelby. And it's interesting, when I was sworn in on the city council, um, like I stated earlier, I was on my way to Vandy before uh-huh. that for law school. And um, ended up with some health issues and thought, well, this is just where I'm supposed to be. I'm supposed uh-huh. to be a librarian. I'm going to stay home and just be the librarian. And then, like I said, something just triggered me to run yeah. for city council and I did and um, I won and they came to me that night after I was sworn in and said you realize you can't work for the same city mm-hmm. yeah. that you are yeah. governing over I guess and you've got to resign from one of the two yeah and I know um, which one they wanted you to resign from. well I think they I think they were thinking I would because I oh, love yeah. the library so well, dearly that, I mean that's why was, they waited yeah. to drop the bomb on you till mm-hmm. after yeah mm-hmm. So I yeah. resigned from the library, and I thought, what am I going to do now? Uh-huh. So I sent letters back in asking law school, and at that point, I didn't know what I was going to do, where I was going to go, and um, I decided that I would just, you know, the age old time you hear, you know, pray about it. My friend Sheila, I remember she said, just pray about it, and she said, and she said maybe the one you received first that's the that's where you should go. Well, when you receive three acceptance letters on one day, you're like, well, come sort oh, this out, Sheila. Sheila. <laughs> well, I was. That's exactly what I did. I was like, well, Sheila. I was sitting on the steps in my mom's house. I'll never forget. I was sitting on the steps of my mom's house, going down the steps, and I shut the basement door because I'm like, I don't want anyone seeing me crying, freaking out, and you know, not knowing what to do with my life. And so I'm just sitting there, and I'm like, okay, well, what do I do now, Sheila? I mean, here I am. And she's like, well, what do you want to do? You know, you've got to know who and what you want to do Mm -hmm. and where you want to be and where, you know, where you feel like. And I just could not give my seat up because I thought if I go to Vandy or Alabama, I'm going to give my seat up and I can't. Mm -hmm. I I, I just don't want to do that. I just Mm -hmm. could not find it in my soul to do it. So... That's how I ended up at Birmingham. I respect it. I feel like we need to pause for a second because you're like mid-20s at this point. Is that mm-hmm. right? Am I in the right time frame? Yeah. I think there's so much pressure on the idea that you have to have your life like oh, figured out. Oh. And at 26 Look. or whatever you were, you had absolutely no idea well, that you were going to become a judge one day. Let's you take did not. Have, now, you had done some things and you were working at it, obviously very accomplished yeah. person, but you did not have your life figured out at 26 and that was okay. Oh, absolutely. And we don't, I don't think we a, acknowledge that. A step further, as I think you left off, and I'm very have. surprised my, my feminist co host, uh, way more pressure on a female to have it figured out right. in the, in the mid 20s. Oh, like and right. all, yeah. and you know, and 
I think that, I mean, I don't know if it's, if you're not 25 and married, there's something wrong with you. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. you know. That is the stigma. I um, I was a female. I was I was single. Mm-hmm. I, you know, and I didn't article, have it all figured out. As this know? article in the Daily Mount Eagle pointed oh, out. Although she is single. single. <laughs> but listen to this. My God. Y'all, just do better. Do better. 2001 Daily Mountain Eagle. Although she is single and doesn't have a family of her own. Because you don't have children, you don't have a family. That's no. not true. You had a family. Well, yeah. You didn't have children. Exactly. Which is neither here nor there. Yes. Because the whole article is about you being a mover and shaker. But all of a sudden, <laughs> yeah. you're like even though a, she's really... a hermit, yeah. bag lady, even though with she's... no family. She's yes. really good at this stuff. She's broken somehow because there's no family. But... Even though she doesn't have a family of her own. <laughs> like the whole thing she's is She's like still able to do yeah. these things. I can't believe does. it. How does she even get out of bed in the mornings? Yeah. God. I mean, she must have a, you know... I, I get the vision of, you know, that all law that used to be on the books where a male used to have to drive yeah. in front of his, mm-hmm. you know, daughter, wife, or mother, uh-huh. warning everyone. I just get the vision of me going to work every day and my grand grandfather and my father, you know, mm-hmm. someone Falling. honking. There's a female going. She's moving and shaking Clear back out. here. Clear out. Yeah. I love that. But, you know, I, I'll tell you, I love the community news. I loved the Daily Mountain Eagle back then. They were always good to That's us. Funny. because it, We had programs, but, yeah, they would just post it. That mm-hmm. are not pasted, but printed. They right. would put it out there. Well, and it's funny because it shows a sign of the times. Because this is not, I mean, 20 years ago. It's 2001. Yeah, so I would dare the Mountain Eagle to try to put that sentence in an article now and Jennifer not come storming I out of her office say, and lighting something on fire. Wouldn't. Like, there's no way they'd get away <laughs> with it now. someone... <laughs> She would, would just light the building on fire and walk out of here. Yeah. Yeah. That's a thing that Strike the match and walk. So good for them. You really yeah. grew up around here. Yeah, well. All right, so we did that. We got yeah. the law degree. And then did you start practicing law like immediately after that? I did. Actually, I had some, a couple of job offers. And again, I didn't know what to do. I, I'm that person. I just never know what to do with uh-huh. my life. I'm, you know, I just thrown these, these little things out there. And I'm like, okay, where do I go? What do I do? What do I do? Um... I was newly married, and yay, um, yay, you did. Did praise me. <laughs> so you know, none of the other things that I'm married. Nothing at this else point. mattered. Yeah, yes. good job. And um, and I say, I, you know, again, I love when I was. I'm about to give the biggest. When I was Mrs. Alabama, mm-hmm. one of the biggest things that I used to tell people is, you know, when you put yourself where God wants you and where your path is supposed to be, then he opens doors that he, you never thought that he would ever open. And one of those was when I decided where I was going to go to law school and what, what I, where I needed to be at that point in my life, um, I met my husband. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, so we married, and um, I... I really didn't know if I needed to take the job in Birmingham that I was offered. Mm-hmm. I had a law instructor that was doing um, water law in South America that offered me a job. Oh, and um, I went into law school thinking that I was going to either one run for office or t- I wanted to do environmental law. Uh-huh. And so at that point, I didn't know what I was going to do. And I was working out <laughs> at Curves in ah, Summerton. And. Someone asked me if I could do a real estate closing, and I said, sure, I can do that. I can do it, because I had a friend that she she worked for an attorney that did that. She said she would help me with the HUDs, and back then it was a different mm-hmm. time. And um, 
I tried to do the closing at the bank. The bank was full. They couldn't do it. Tried to do it at the title company. The title company had closings that day. The people who were selling had to move to South Florida. So they had to be gone that day. There was no later date they could did do it. Did you close this transaction at Curves? Because this is going to be the greatest story ever. I didn't. Okay. I, um, <laughs> my grandfather had um, owned a little strip mall thing right there behind Walgreens. Yeah, my office yeah. uh-huh. um, was until, until I guess, January 15th. Yeah, and yeah. so we um, I scheduled the closing there. And the closing happened to be for, and I didn't... Know the you know I didn't look at the HUD mm-hmm. until it was time to close really, and it was for Pastor Lane Sargent who was my pastor at the time and I thought okay well before he could get out the door Brother Hawkins Smith which was the pastor of Sunday Church of God when I was born he came in and said hey wife and I need some some things done before we go travel can you do our estate for us and <laughs> I'm like okay God I get it yeah, I get I'm it I'm taking the hint <laughs> I will put the sign on the door this is where I'm supposed to be that's so funny. that's really how I ended up staying right there that's you know great. same block in which did I did you my focus house primarily on. on that type of stuff moving forward kind of the closings and the state planning and things like at that at first I did and then I just became a general practice I put my name on the list I got appointed mm-hmm. to the criminal stuff and so I became a general practice mm-hmm. I was doing just about everything um, until a few years back when I moved a couple of years back when I moved my office or joined and partnered with the Garvavi the third we mm-hmm. um, we partnered he he was doing a general practice as well. So we decided to open the two locations, the one in Summerton and the one down here in Jasper. Mm-hmm. And um, that's pretty much where I focused um, generally. He did the majority of all the other work. The juvenile contract that I held for the um, for the county, for the state, um, kept me pretty busy. I am a hands-on, I believe, if I'm appointed to represent a child, then that's... That's my number one focus. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm the only voice, the only advocate, the sometimes the only consistent person in that child's life. And I do believe that if you're a GAL, you're a GAL for life. And that means that you have to go out to the homes. You know, I've been on the plane on my own ticket um, to Colorado. I've been to Florida. I went to Mississippi, Tennessee. You know, there's not too many areas around if, if you wanted a child in your home or if the child was taken from your home or there was a chance that the child may be in your home, I'm coming to it. Mm-hmm. And that took up a lot of time. So that's that was one of the great things about having a partner. Mm-hmm. All the other things he would focus on the majority. Not saying that I didn't take other work or I didn't right, have other right. clients, but um, we all knew that my number one priority was, mm-hmm. was my children. And when did the municipal judgeships come along? I see, nine... About ten years ago, yes, um, you were uh, you were Dora. the judge in Parish as well, right? I was. I thought I remembered you being the judge when I took office mm-hmm. in Cordova. So I, I was. Um, let's see, about ten years ago would have been Dora, maybe eight years ago Parish, and then I think um, I guess when I was sworn in in January would have been about a year, year and a half for Summerton. So when I was sworn in as circuit judge in January, I had those three that I resigned from. So who appointed you, uh, Dora? Was that Sides that was the mayor then? Who was the mayor? Do you remember? Let's see. Edwards. Edwards. Edwards uh, was yep, the mayor. Him. And then you would have had in Parish, uh, was it Wayne Gross then when you went on with Parish? Or was it? Let's see. No. Um, who was the mayor? 
Was it Cedric Ramsey? Cedric Ramsey. Cedric. I like yes. Cedric, yeah. So oh. I went through, let's see, maybe five, six different mayors. Yeah, Parrish had whole... a little, Parrish had a turnstile mm-hmm. down there for a little bit. I think they're yeah. settled now. So I, I had him, I had Cedric, um, I had Tish. Yeah, you had I Heather. I had Heather. Yep. And then at Dora, I had um, Edwards and yeah, Randy. Randy Stevens. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the mayor and council at Summerton, mm-hmm. which was an honor because when you've worked for a mayor and council, and yeah. then, and then yeah. you've served with and those then you're gentlemen. Them. Yeah. Yes, and yeah. then they they decide to hire you and yeah, that, that, that was speaks really volumes. An honor. Absolutely, and it's it's that's hometown too. It is, so it's that home. that's got a little touch of a flair on yes. it there. Yes. All right, so practicing law, we did the municipal judgeships, mm-hmm. and then um, was it just timing of, of the circuit judge seat coming up, or, or was that something that was already on the radar? Kind of what, what led you to, hey, this is something I'm gunning for? I, um, at some point in my career, I, I knew I wanted to mm-hmm. eventually run. Um, I was raising a child. My, my son is 19. He's at Shelton mm-hmm. State. Um, and I'm going to give them a, a shout out. They're number five. The ba- he's on the basketball team. Oh, snap. So okay. they're number five in the nation. I'm very oh, proud of him and very proud of that team. But um, so I was raising a son, you know, and you just think you're going to get to a point to where things, you know, you're going to you're going to get settled. there one day. Yeah. And and of course we we've had a certain demographic of judges here in this county for, yeah, for quite I'll, a while. I'll say it. Old white men. And uh, you you didn't say it. I said it. And, Old white men. And at that point, I um, some things were changing with the contract system, mm-hmm. and um, and I thought, well, if I'm not going to be doing, ju- I mean, that was I felt as if that was my calling. That was my purpose. That's where I was supposed to be. Uh, if I wasn't going to be doing that, where and what am I supposed to be doing? You know, where am mm-hmm. I supposed to be? Again, it's one of those moments in your life to where you're like. What am I going to do when I grow up? You know, it's you, you just keep finding your purpose, and that purpose changes. I feel like as life changes, mm-hmm. um, and as those things that happen in life, meaning when you have a toddler in the home, your life is different from when you have children who are junior high Certainly. or elementary, yeah. and then your life changes once they start driving in high school, and then when they go to college. So you're evolving and you're changing your life as well and it's the same again as the community changes then your purpose in that community will change Mm -hmm. you evolve into who and what you're supposed to be I think if we're always riding on the same path then maybe we have outgrown or our purpose have outgrown us yeah does that make sense am I making sense sometimes I speak and I may not be but um I just felt as if what's my purpose and where do I go from here? It's not that I felt like I wanted to run. I could not not run. Mm-hmm. And, I know that um, feeling, actually. My skin just could not hold me if I didn't mm-hmm. qualify. Mm-hmm. And I thought, I'm, I, I've got, you know, I, sit and I, th- I said, no, this is, and I talked to my son. It was his senior year. Mm-hmm. I st- it's a big, there with, yeah, big year for him. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I sit and talk with my husband, and we all sit down together, and we discussed it. And, you know, we were like, okay, we can do this. We're, we're going to do this. We're doing this. So did you, as a part of those conversations, uh, were you aware of, and if you were, did you have a conversation about, hey, when when I, we pull the green light on this, mm-hmm. it can get ugly. Uh, people are going to say things, especially on the age of social media. 
and they're gonna be throwing they're gonna be throwing some things at Mama Bear. You know, did you did you get did you gear the boys up for this? I, I did. Okay. And but I think I was a little naive in thinking that my family would be immune to that. Yeah. Um, uh, when I ran for city council, and you made the reference, you know, I was single, mm-hmm. and and I got that, and that had to go in there, right? Yeah, yeah. you know, uh-huh. and they um and I had um. I had family members that had had life experiences that people would would bring up against me, mm-hmm. and they would question me about it. And I had to learn to say, you know, that's that's them, and and put things where they needed to be in the perspective. And this campaign, I think that I just did not think about um, how my family would react to some of the things that were said. Yeah. Um, my like, son, like trying to find addresses for people that said mean things. <laughs> yeah, 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 you know, exactly. Or, you know, my son, my son would, you know, he's, he's 18, 19, yeah. and that's somebody saying something or degrading or uh-huh. saying something about his mom. Uh-huh. Um, my husband is defensive, you know, that's his wife. And uh-huh. I did not think about that. So I had to, I found myself sometimes saying, it's okay. I don't care. Yeah. Let it roll. I can let it roll. I can come back with a jab. I can put you right where I need you to be sometimes. And my husband, he's just, he's, he's upset. I'm with you. That was a lot of the conversations we had in the age of social media. I'm, I'm similar to you and I'm a duck. He just roll off my back. I don't care. Because those people are sitting at home talking while I'm out here doing stuff. Anybody you know, can I'm, say anything on a computer. You, you sit at home and talk, I'll be out here doing. Yeah. But that was a conversation I had with my wife and my mom and my family. And like, hey, you're going to read things, and mm-hmm. I don't want to hear them. I don't want you to read them to me. I don't want you to give them any merit. They're nothing. That's yeah. some person sitting at the house talking. You know, mm-hmm. that doesn't mean anything to me. Yeah. And uh, it was, it's an ongoing effort, and it's going to keep going, too. It, oh, it doesn't, It doesn't end, but it's sad that that has to be a thing. But it does. It does. And, and, and you know, even just, just today, I, I called, I text my husband venting about, you know, something that, that someone, I just don't think they would have done it had yep. had it been someone else, had, you know. Had, the had your name been, been Joe? Different. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and I hate to say that in, no, in, in a, 2021. Um, well, let's... Let, I you, think it's just sometimes ignorance they just don't understand. Mm-hmm. It is. Um, or sometimes I think people mistake kindness and charity as a weakness. Mm-hmm. You know, and a lot of times we mm-hmm. as females, we're nurturing, we're giving, we, um, so, and we, we put others in front of ourselves because that's who we are. Females just naturally do that. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those things I think that it, it gets construed in a way that, People just don't understand that they are not giving you the same respect mm-hmm. as they will your male counterpart. Did you feel the ground shake when you qualified? Were you already raising eyebrows just by qualifying? Um, Was there a shift in the atmosphere? I I knew that there would be I knew there would be comments, and I, I can't say I felt the ground, but I knew that. I think I may have heard the whisper mm-hmm. um, of the wind of, oh wow, mm-hmm. you know. She, oh, this she, is real. Yeah, yeah. this she's is real. She's really mm-hmm. qualified. Yeah. She's, you know, yeah. yeah. Because so, when you qualify, you go to Birmingham. You know, you do mm-hmm. that where because this is a state position, not mm-hmm. a county position. So when you qualify, you go to Birmingham, and then I didn't realize this, but everybody gets on the computer that night to say mm-hmm. you qualified, mm-hmm. and so. Um, I do. I think. I think about the time that that it probably hit 
because I did it the old-fashioned way. I didn't qualify online. I went over to Birmingham, <laughs> gave them, you know, my my stuff. They stamped it. Um, I think by the time I got back to Walker County, I think people know, <laughs> yes, it, it's for real. So mm-hmm. um, rewinding first, so this seat became available. Judge Selman retired, and there was there's a lot of story to go with that, and we won't go into yes. it, but it was a pretty shrewd move on his part where he thought that we may lose our a judgeship here in the county. Uh, the governor appointed, who ended up being your opponent in in the race, and yes. so uh, so then you guys are are running the race, and and you had a you had a pretty good campaign. Um, whom, whomever you had mm-hmm. on staff was pretty good at what they did, from what I could tell. Yes. Uh, and then I think quite the opposite of the other campaign. Honestly, I didn't feel like it did a great job of portraying the best aspects of mm-hmm. that candidate at times. And then uh, they went particularly for um, a, a pretty low. And I'll let you touch. You touched on the Mrs. Alabama earlier, and basically. They made an attempt to paint you as like a pageant queen, which somehow disqualified you from a judgeship. Yes. <laughs> and I didn't quite get the correlation. That might have flown back in the Daily Mountain Eagle in 2001. But, but today, <laughs> to me, it even felt like a, a, a bad attempt at discrediting you because, I don't know, today's society doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily attach a pageant queen as not being able to be a Supreme Court justice. You and know what I mean? Was like, that a social media ad? Or was that a legitimate campaign ad? I it, was don't a, it was a legitimate campaign ad remember. that ran on Fox Network. And yes, it was and, a commercial. And the timing was comical. Uh, I've actually had conversations with your husband about this. So it literally dropped the day after. There were quite a few pageants across the county. Yes. So they actually timed it very poorly because there were a lot of men uh, that, that are fathers and uncles and grandfathers and whoever else that were taking a lot of pride in their little girls that had just competed. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and so it was just like the worst time for a bad ad anyway. Oh, yeah. Well, and anyone who's ever competed in a state pageant or a local pageant, even a school beauty walk, Mm -hmm. you understand that that girl has spent time and effort and they, they... they have exercise. So the things that even in something as simple as a beauty walk at the school, mm-hmm. those girls have put in so much time and effort. And if you throw an interview in on those types of things, then you have someone who has to articulate and answer questions and really know who they are mm-hmm. to be able to answer those questions on how they feel about things. So um, I have said, and I, I try to encourage young girls to be the best who they are. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that, you know, I was never told I could be anything I wanted to be. I was told I could be everything I wanted to be. Mm -hmm. You don't have, and and I hope that young girl, and that was my mission in 2016 when I was Mrs. Alabama. I want women of all ages to know you can be attractive because, and I say attractive, pretty, I think all women are pretty Mm -hmm. in in our own little way, whichever way you define pretty as. We're all beautiful women. I think that you can all, you can be smart. You can be athletic. You can be all the above, you know, in whatever you choose, choose that Mm -hmm. and encourage those around you. And I think that my message was you don't have to choose because I hear so many girls say, well, I'm the athletic girl. Well, you don't have to just be the athletic girl. You can yeah. be athletic. You can be pretty. You can be smart. You can be outgoing. Mm-hmm. You can be, you know, well-read. You can be all the above. Be all you want to be. Right. Um, don't choose. And I think that I think that a lot of people were offended by the, um, by the, just the, just the, the stigma I, that they tried to put on the whole beauty queen. And, and people who did their research, and I, and I hope that people, um, 
that image that they used where I did say I am a part-time judge was taken from my national video in which I was explaining, because we all had to present mm -hmm. ourselves in, to the national pageant. Um, and it was a video that we all, we all did, all 50 contestants, and they put them on YouTube. I knew it was out there. You know, I know there's pictures of, there, there's pictures pageant. I mean, my, my, I think my Gilletta Barentine or Miss Alabama, I think I still have pictures of myself from winning the Miss mm -hmm. Alabama, you, you know, United mm -hmm. States title. I, um, I still had the video. I could have eliminated that video. I have right. control of that video. Yeah. I could have eliminated. I'm not ashamed of the fact that I was a beauty queen and tried to promote women and encourage women. I'm, and I'll never... I'll never say that I. I personally found the ad to be comical, which I'm. I'm a younger generation, so we, right. obviously it's changing with the times. But I literally saw. I, I laughed. I was like, "This is a desperate heave." At the but end. of all the things <laughs> that could have been said about you, like uh, if he wanted to talk about a record, a particular case you right. cited, or something right. like that, yeah. I imagine you were prepared for that line. For that line of you know, oh yeah, I never conversation. Dreamed, yeah, I never dreamed. I mean. I, I did think they're going to find a, a swimsuit picture, you know, mm -hmm. me in a swimsuit, high heels, mm -hmm. and, you know. that They were certainly but, digging for it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. And, and, and I was prepared to, mm -hmm. you know, say, yeah. How does it discredit you? Like, yeah, what, what does just, it mean? Yeah, I've worn swimsuits yeah. and high heels. I mean, that does not mean that I'm I'm not capable of doing my job. If anything, it says that I'm 40 and I competed about, you know, a 26-year-old, and I had the courage to do that. Mm -hmm. And I hope that every woman that I – come in contact with has the courage to do those things because trust me it's not my it's not where I feel most comfortable right and I think you have to it's push a, yourself yeah. to step out of that comfort zone you know I I heard about you know a woman who every day her family asked her you know what did you fail at today not what were your successes well if you're trying things and you're failing at them every day uh -huh. um she now is the you know founder and owner and of Spanx, and we all know, you know, where <laughs> yeah. that is. I mean, I think you learn to push out of your yeah, comfort zone. Certainly. So I, I encourage people to do that. I'm and, big fans. So I have two yeah. daughters now, so I'm a big fan of everything you're, yeah. you're bringing to the table. Well, thank you. Um, and that's not even for girls. I mean, I, I encourage that with young men or, you know, cer anyone. Certainly, Absolutely. yes. But there's a there's a stigma that, that girls yes. have to fight that guys don't have to. And Absolutely. That, and that sucks, but it's real. Mm -hmm. So I'm, yeah. I'm with you on that. And so, y'all never addressed it directly, did you? Did you even have to address that one directly? No, no. I think you just kind of laughed and yeah. sat in the corner, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. I just, like, let, yeah. Yeah, I just so. let that one go. Is that where we yeah. are? Yeah. <laughs> Am I winning by that much in your internal poll? <laughs> yeah, and, 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 you know, even, and they did. They brought up the fact that I had represented people who maybe have questionable, you know, and as an attorney, you Isn't are that not who you represent. Right? Absolutely, mm -hmm. and you are not who you represent. Just because I represent someone does not mean that I agree with what they are charged with. It right. just meant that I, I am representing, like you said, the constitutional yeah. rights and justice. We, we because in this country, everybody's entitled to an attorney. It turns oh, let's talk out. about. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so, Imagine that. So yes. it turns out someone has to represent. Yes. So I didn't mean to segue. I'm going to segue though because we brought up constitutional rights to a fair and speedy trial, mm -hmm. uh, which we are all entitled to. Um, 
from what little bit of municipal government I've gotten to do and then relationships and friends that I have here, um, I don't know that that constitutional right's being met in Walker County very often. The fair and, and specifically the speedy part. Yes. Uh, a lot of people wait a long time for, for trials here, and I'm not pointing blame at anyone, mm-hmm. maybe the system as a whole and everyone involved <laughs> in that system. I know that's something you're aware of. Uh, what, what are we going to do about that? Um, and that's one of the things that I have tried to attack. Mm-hmm. Um, I have started, as you just imagine, I took cases that are 20, 30 years old. Mm -hmm. Um, So those from 1990s or so to 2021. Um, I think I had almost 3,000 cases when I walked in the door (laughs) that were criminal. So imagine, well, right at Mm 3,000. So when... um, when you look at them, if you imagine a timeline of the oldest and the newest, what I'm trying to do is, because if you just focus on the old cases, then your new cases become the old cases. Mm-hmm. So I'm focusing on taking the old and the new, and I have tried to burn the candle kind of work per into se the middle. at both yeah, ends. Yeah. Um, I have a goal, and so far we have, we've been able to, I think, I think Donna... My judicial assistant on the 16th told me that we have disposed of over 100 cases, um, with the majority of those being older cases how, at this point. And that's that on com- day 60. How does that compare to where, where we've been? And again, I'm not mm-hmm. pointing anything at an individual. I think the system that we've had here, it's not been working for right. the people. And, um, you know, I don't, I, I don't know what the other judges mm-hmm. have done in the past as far as is that, and, and I don't know what the others are doing now. Mm-hmm. I look at it as this is my office, this is my court, and I'm in charge of my court, and I can only control this court. Mm-hmm. And with that, that's what I'm doing, mm-hmm. is I'm working to control my court. I do know that some of my counterparts, the new judges throughout the the state, some of them just have not even set a docket and heard any yet because wow. they just haven't gotten to mm-hmm. comfortable with doing so. Mm-hmm. Um, I've I've had criminal dockets. I've had motion hearings. I've had yeah. um, I've had hearings on custody. I've had. I mean, I, at this point, I don't know of anything that I haven't done yet. Um, that. I jumped, like I said, I jumped in on... And that's the role of the court. I jumped in on my first day, and I'm ready to go. And I don't think that I would have been ready to do that if I didn't have the staff that I Mm -hmm. have because the system is just different. It's taken me a while to learn. And I I still don't know... over 60 days in, the court is different than what I was used Mm -hmm. to. It's not lawyer court; It's judges court. The drafting, it takes me a little while to draft... The orders because I have to get in that mindset. Mm-hmm. It's taken me a while to. And that stuff that all becomes second nature for you as you go. But oh. obviously, yeah. you're moving that many cases this quickly. Yes. You're, you're, it's tra- trial by fire there a little bit. Absolutely, and I and I in all of these speedy trials, when the attorneys, um, I'm looking at it based on the latest case law, mm-hmm. and there's a four prong test that you apply when analyzing if you can dismiss a case on a speedy trial motion. Mm-hmm. So um, it it's I'm taking each case one at a time, analyzing those, applying those to the four prongs, and trying to, to do the right thing. Yeah. And that's one thing that I 
I want to be treated fairly. Um, I, there's times that I haven't been treated fairly. And um, that's my goal is to always treat everyone with kindness, mm-hmm. with respect, and do justice. And justice is basically another word for be fair. Right. Just be fair. And um, It's startling because for every one of those old cases, that's lives that have just been hanging mm-hmm. in the balance well, that, that, yes. for 20 years. And that's what I've become yeah. so aware of. Years. These are people that, yeah, maybe they did the crime that they're accused of, but they deserve to be adjudicated. And, you know, right. the county jail is not a prison. That is not where they belong. Exactly. So if they have done it, get them through trial and get them to prison if that's yes. where they need to be, but and, not here. Well, and that's closure for the victims. Yes, absolutely. I mean, you know, if I've been waiting, I mean, there's people who will probably or who have probably died not having mm-hmm. closure yes, yes. to whatever it is. So the victims have no closure. Mm-hmm. The defendants have no closure. Mm-hmm. We're, you know, it, it's costing the county. So let's just move on and let's let's yes. get them let's get them seen. Let's Absolutely. get them heard. And and I'm ready. I'm ready to do that. Yeah. I mean, today I got a call this morning. Um, someone was ready to plea. They asked if I could take a misdemeanor plea, and when could I take it? And I said, well, I'm free at 11. Are you? They're like, whoa, <laughs> They're like, okay, whoa, whoa, yeah. hold on. Hold on. I thought Someone's we were going to do this mind. like four years <laughs> from now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, we were thinking six months. No, let's go today. Let's do it. Yeah, so, I'm good. Yeah, so I'm we open. took a plea today at 11. I love it. You know, I love it. And it that's, is... that's what the court's for, right? I well, mean, yeah. that's, it's the people's court to, to, to get the people's business done. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm, I mean... It, I'd rather work than sit Amen. up there. I don't have anything else to do. Amen. So, I mean, my... Get it going. My, like I said, my son's in college. Uh-huh. My husband works a full-time uh-huh. job. At, yeah. I mean, my house... It's only the two of us. The house is pretty clean. Yeah. You know, there's... My dogs y'all, are fed. Y'all want to so. settle a case at 11? I'm here. <laughs> let's do it. Let's, let's work. Let's hear cases. Let's, you know, let's file those motions and we'll get the orders out. And that was, now I will say that. That's one of the things, and, and an attorney pointed it out to me. He said, your first dog, you were like, I'll get those orders out this afternoon. Mm-hmm. Well, little did I know, I was going to have to write all those orders. Mm-hmm. So it took me a few days to get those out. Um, the very next day, the next docket call, I said, I'll get those orders out as soon as I possibly can. Um I didn't realize, you know, things do take a little time, and right. I had to adjust and and get into that. I, but I've read some judges' orders, and that is a bureaucratic piece of paper. There's a lot going on in there, yes. so I get that. And you yeah. know what? I, I thought that, you know, when you're an attorney, there's sometimes you draft something, and you're like, oh, this is so beautiful. <laughs> you just love it. You're just like, this I'm is the most beautiful. Yeah. Yes, yeah. this is. I mean, this was going down in history. They're going to publish this, and, you know, you can't. It's going to be yeah. in journals. Yeah, and, and, of course, the judge rules against you. Yeah. All, you know, and you're yeah. like, what? But I, know, I use pretty language. Yes, and I had—I mean, my yeah. case law was all italicized, uh-huh. and I mean, I've cited it so beautifully. <laughs> and I it was only so needed correct. one word here, and I used twenty, like you taught me. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And those—you know—those Latin words that no uh-huh. one really knows what they mean. I was rocking those out. They're all in here. So, in an order, um, I had an order that I did, and I'm like, I just want to print it out. <laughs> yeah. I just really like this order, and I, you know, and I'm like. This order is just beautiful. I just did uh-huh. so good. I was like, Donna, come read this. Let me read this to you. You know, even as a judge, you get those moments yeah, that you're yeah. like, oh, this is just beautiful. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going I'm to take this home. And, you know, you take it home, and I, I'm reading it to, to you know, a friend, and they're like, I don't see it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't see it. You know, what are you talking about? I'm like, oh, it's just great. I can imagine That's some funny. Supreme Court justices feel that way sometimes, too. Oh, yeah. Like, especially uh, well, the these new, days. Like, they, the, the they new, finish something, and they're like... 
I, I did have well to, here. I, did I have to here. imagine the new dissenting queen in uh, Justice Sotomayor. Yes. Uh, I read her uh, her recent one where she basically was bashing like the whole court that she was a part <laughs> of, and I was like, "Good Lord, <laughs> yeah. well, this is exciting!" Who that? And I when, told you that. And when she got and when she got done uh, when she got done filling that one out, you know she did the she called her Donna uh, and was like, "Come look at this one, Donna." I read her memoir and I was like, "So she, she I've got her queued up." She is like. Right now, of course, uh, RBG was still there, and so no, she took, no one knew who she was really. No one wasn't paying attention. But she, I was like, she's she got walked some fire. In, she walked into she's... RBG's office when she left and grabbed that crown she's and took it back say... to her office with her. Yeah, she's <laughs> yeah, she's taking the role. Fun. That was fun. <laughs> well, that's fantastic. Um, so trying cases, we're moving them. This yes. is good. This is the job of a judge, from what I understand. Absolutely. So it's good to see that uh, <laughs> that out. happening. Um, and I hear part of cases on Friday. You know, on Friday, that's first, like coffee day, isn't it? Absolutely. You know, when Man. I was first um, started practicing, I was told by a veteran attorney, "You don't go to the courthouse on Friday. No, don't bother judge. Three day weekend. Yeah. So, um, so you I, guys, hang, the ju- do judges hang out with dentists on Fridays because they do I this guess. too? I don't know. They go golf. The dentist and, and judges go golfing no. on Fridays. You didn't know? No, I didn't. No, I didn't get the memo because yeah. I've been, you know, I've heard cases on Friday and I, and I've told my staff this is gonna, not going to take long. We'll be here, you know, a few few hours. We'll leave at lunch about four forty five. I'm still in, in a hearing, <laughs> you know. So we have learned that Fridays are, are late days. Uh-huh. <laughs> We're not leaving early. Uh-huh. Um, it just happens that. What a concept. Friday, of, Friday is a, a day five day work cases. Five yes. day work week for a judge. Yes. Poor souls. And, and um, like I said, I'm I'm learning. I'm getting there. Well, there's status quo as we started. There's status quo that's working. Well, and there's status quo that's not working. Well, one of the so. things, too, and um, uh, Jennifer and I are both political nerds. And we follow elections. And specifically, these county elections was a big mm-hmm. part of our topics for the beginning. And a trend that, I, that I've seen recently... Uh, we used to, uh, Jasper City kind of decided county elections. You know, however they went, the county went. Uh, that doesn't seem to be the case as much anymore uh, with uh, Sheriff Smith uh, mm-hmm. was, was one of the really big chinks in the armor. He, he literally lost this big Jasper box mm-hmm. every time, and he won quite quite large, actually. Mm-hmm. And you did a very similar thing where you didn't really kind of get that Jasper native mm-hmm. box, but the county came out and spoke, yep. and I'm seeing... Was that a trend you guys were, were looking at as a campaign on the front end? Were you like, man, if we can really make noise out here in the rural county, we're, we're going to take this thing? It, it was, um, well, I'm from the county. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, and not to cause a divide here, but no, there no. is a from Jasper and not from Jasper in this yes. county. There's always been that. That's always a dynamic, and, and I'm, yes. I'm with you. I'm not from here. I, I like being here, and I have a lot of reasons to yeah. be here, and... Uh, but but yeah. But that, we're all Walker County. Absolutely. And, and that's whether you're from Curry or Cordova or Dora or mm-hmm. what you know. We are some of all us just show it better county. than others. <laughs> I, I guess, some of us yeah. drip county and some yes. of us yes hide it better. Yes, and and I did. And of course, my husband has loved to say that I'd go county on you, and and I have gone <laughs> county a few times because I guess city people just don't act like that. Yeah. I don't know. We're just anyway. not as refined. I guess. <laughs> um, but I do read my Emily Post. Remember, I yeah, told y'all that. Yeah, I'm an yeah, old soul, uh-huh. so I try to be all proper and, and you know, dignified when I should be. But um, I do. I do. I see where, and I hope that that's because we have a county that's becoming more unified, mm-hmm. maybe. Um, I'd like or, to think that. Or similar thinking mm-hmm. or, you know, because I, I will, and I would, I love to say that I did, 
win the city of Jasper because I think the mall box was like a hundred and thirty. It was a close one, and that that tends and, to be a close one lately. Yes, mm-hmm. and then um, of course I won Farmstead. I think the natatorium. I think I lost by seven, mm-hmm. um, and then of course um, over in West Jasper and some of the other boxes. I think the Baptist Church. Um, I won those. Mm-hmm. Um, we love to say that. Twilly Town is is what put me over because Twilly Town <laughs> I won by more, I won by more at Twilly Town than I got beat at the box. And, right, and right, 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 right. Yeah. So, but in a whole, I I won Jasper and mm-hmm. and I think that again I think it's because we and I love to contribute to just more unified thinking. More mm-hmm. people are saying if one of us succeed, we all succeed. So if Back when I was on the city council or before, people would fight to keep a big business from coming in the neighboring or yes, or something coming yes, to a city. Yes. You know, I think we have all learned that if we one succeed, we all succeed. Mm-hmm. And if 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 a business is being built in Jasper, then the county thrives on that. Yes. If one is being built in Dora or Summerton or Cordova or Carbon Hill, we all that's right. We all can be, you know, served by that. We can all build from that because I think we each community needs to learn where its place is. You know, one of my early things back to the city council was I went to a Your Town, Alabama workshop. And one of the things that I learned there is you have to learn who you are mm-hmm. and what you want to promote mm-hmm. and how you want to promote that. Where did you go? Um, I think I was one of the first classes Make back sure in maybe 97, 98. I'm on that board now. Are you? Yeah. And I'll it's tell one you, of my favorite things. Paul Kennedy was working for the uh-huh. Kawako uh-huh. Resource uh-huh. Cons, and I served on that board uh-huh. of directors when he was there. He's the one that got me plugged into your town in the first okay. place. Yeah. And um, so Terry Joyner and some of those from the, and actually I went back and taught that. I was a, I guess, a presenter you did or the instructor, something. Did the instructor yeah. thing yeah. there at one point. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I learned a lot from that. And I think that as a young, at a young age, I think it molded my thinking into we should be a unified county. And mm-hmm. I think that you're seeing that by the voice of the people. The Absolutely. people are wanting to be a unified It works so much county. better. And we, yes. we, that's been a common theme with a lot of our guests. We're all seeing that. We're seeing that those, those yeah. boundaries being broke down. And, hey, we can all, you be great at what you're great at, and it's yes. going to lift all of us. So, yeah, when yeah. I was elected to Summerton, I was told we hated Dora. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. one of my better friends was the city was the city clerk at Dora. So mm-hmm. he and I would work on projects together. Mm-hmm. We did a thing, the very first Foothills, they had all the cities to do and exhibit and do mm-hmm. different things. He and I worked on the Summits and Dora one together, and we found old pictures of the mayors and the yeah. fire yeah. chiefs and the police chiefs all together at that intersection there at the Hardee's. Mm-hmm. It was a, um, we presented that. And tried to show, look, we're, the, the we're unified. Yes. We want to be unified. And I'm I think that the county needs to be unified. We all are, are here for the same reason. And that's to make this county the best that it can possibly be. I agree. And I feel like that if we, if we are working to make our county the best it can be, then we should be making our state, we should all work together in this state to, to mm-hmm. build our resources, you know, and, and thrive on, you know, build on each other, thrive. And, of course, that extends to the United States. Mm-hmm. There, there should not be a divide in the way that, that we see today. We should, we're all Americans. Mm-hmm. We all want the same things. We want our families to be happy and healthy and mm-hmm. respected and 
is just one of the, if we all sit down and just think about it, we all want the same things in life, no matter what walk of life you've come from. And I think that you're seeing younger people come to that. Mm-hmm. And I think we just have to keep the positive growth and the positiveness growing and continue to feed our younger generations that same positivity. I'm done, Jen. As I say, you... we like to end on a good note. I'm done. I'm not bringing anything else up. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll just go off, <laughs> no. Donna. Nope. We're done. <laughs> Wrap it. Wrap it up. Thank you for <laughs> being our guest and bringing... Uh, Absolutely. Positivity and pearls. How's, how's that for our episode I feel like that's the name of the episode. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you all for having me. I've Thank enjoyed you. it. Thank you. Well, that was a refreshing conversation it for was. us, I thought. I kind of knew it would be. Uh, I got to know her a little bit more over the last uh, year, year and a half of her campaign, and then uh, her husband comes into my, my place of work some. I get to see him. So I got to know them just a little bit more, and uh, I, I think I even texted you that uh, she was going to live up to your, your giddy your giddy expectations. Uh, mm-hmm. She she brings it, man, and it's real. It's a real fire, and that's man. That that's what I'm always looking for is give me genuinely who you are. I want to see it, and uh, and I don't think she ever holds that back. Right. So it well, was good. and um, I mean, good for her, and good for everybody who puts themselves out there as the criticism that Absolutely. we talked about, yeah. and just in general, male or female. But I think particularly with female, obviously, there's going to be a line of attack. In coming in your general direction that someone else is not. So good for everybody who takes the chance, yeah. whether they win or not, to just to take that heat because mm-hmm. social media and just the world can wretched. be brutal. So it and it and it's. I don't even think. I think we just kind of scratched the surface of some of the sexism she dealt with in a campaign and and generally through life. You know, get on the council and going to law school and doing all these things. But it's it's every day. Mm-hmm. It's every single day. And I know she doesn't want to talk about what every single mm-hmm. day is, but every day when she goes and puts the robe on and goes out there, there's a judgment on her well, you see, because of her gender. The through line with, I think, the conversation with her and Regina is just that battle to be taken seriously. Yeah. And so you have to just cross those bridges when you get there. There has mm-hmm. to be the moment that people mm-hmm. finally realize, oh, so you're not going away. Turns yeah. out you have some authority. And yeah. I have to listen to yeah. you. You're going yeah. to insist on such. Uh-huh. So, so there has to be let that me moment. Just to that. Yeah. So that's good. I'll tell you one of the things I didn't touch on with, with her, and I kind of regret it. Uh, one of the things that offended me, being a municipal dork that I am, uh, the the other campaign was really trying to pitch them as the ones of experience because he had been appointed to the seat for at that point a matter Meaning of that months. her years as a municipal judge. They were discrediting municipal judgeship. That's true. And I've seen how hard these people work in these mm-hmm. municipal courts. The judge, the prosecutor, and everybody in between, and the public defenders, wow. and uh, the magistrate. And man, that is on the ground mm-hmm. laws in action wow. every day. And it, it to me, and I think anyone involved in municipal government, municipal court was kind of like, whatever. Wow. This is <laughs> this is a big deal. Wow. So. That offended me a little bit, but well, and that wasn't the first time you you saw it. Obviously, Nick dealt with some of that in he did, his campaign. The idea yeah, that yeah. all those years he spent well, as a, a chief police chief. What do you know about law enforcement? Yeah. You're just Everything. a small 
small town police chief. Uh-huh. Turns out being a small town police chief is kind of where you learn stuff. Yeah. So yeah, there you go on that. So uh, coming up, we we do want to mention again that we'll be doing something for the tornado anniversary mm-hmm. at the end of the month. But before that, ironically, I think we're going to continue to play in those East Walker waters. I'm gonna I'm gonna cross the river for all of you and try to go chase down P.D. Ellis and bring him back with our, me. Our is it our second mayor like. Walker County Mayor, we had yeah, Corey. Yeah, because we did Corey, and we haven't done another mayor. And I think we'll start peppering in more of the mayors, because that mm-hmm. is, that's on the ground for everybody, and yeah. and not just doing the, the PR show of this right. is what I'm doing. Who are you? You right. know, I think that's a little bit of the conversation, mm-hmm. and Petey's a good conversation. Petey was great to me. Uh, you know, I served I served two terms uh, as mayor of my hometown, and somewhere bookended on either side of me is Petey Ellis. Mm-hmm. Bookended <laughs> a long, long way. I'm sorry. He was way before me, yeah. and then he was uh, he he was concurrent with me, and now he's probably going to be way after me too. Yeah. So, good on you, Petey. Uh, so yeah, we have that coming up, and then we're we're working on that uh, tornado. Uh, I, I think the anniversary, our Monday schedule will actually coincide with the anniversary mm-hmm. this year, which this is obviously a big, a big day for and for you and I both to being us. Cordovans. Um, mm-hmm. So we'll be doing that. Quick mention that uh, P.D. Ellis was a listener request. Someone reached yeah. out to me. I don't that's know that listener. I would have asked for P.D. That's I mean, maybe smart, at some point. That's a smart listener. Um, so we do listen. All you lovely listeners out there if you have somebody that you really want us to be talking yeah, to uh send us a message through the social and yeah. uh and we'll work on that for you we love Petey's a good requests. one i'm gonna tell you the, the way you introduce mr flowers to me i'm gonna introduce Petey. man you wind him up and let him go uh he's 20 years of municipal government 20 plus years he's got some stories do you think we'll be contractually obligated to do the interview like within the confines of the walmart he might make us go to walmart just because if that's what he wants, I asked him one time. I'm sure he does daily daily checks on I'm that. not even going to skip ahead. I'm saving my PD stories. <laughs> okay. I'm saving them. So, uh, plugging along, we've got some interesting things coming up. Uh, follow us on Facebook. Have you got that Twitter under control yet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm, you know, follow there. my page on Facebook, which tends to be informative. I'm going to tell you what I do on Twitter is I, I, get, a, I get all geared up for one, and then I'm like, oh, that's kind of rude. And then I back off of it. Cause oh, I thought that was the go, whole point of Twitter. I know, but then like my mom raised me right, so then I kind of back off. I don't know. I'm yeah. I'm really having a, a crisis. There, of I was say, there's some there. angst going on on Twitter. So there's but, always angst on Twitter. Um, Twitter used to be my haven for you know just reading sports and news and mm-hmm. stuff. And then Donald J. Trump had to happen. And yeah. Twitter, the dynamic of Twitter is completely different. Yep. <laughs> I get so. you. I've never been on Twitter, but. As aforementioned, yeah. I am loving some Instagram lately, and one of my favorites is Jennifer, Jennifer Garner. Garner. I'm going to go check her out today. So just, I've, uh, just the, I've always had a crush on old Miss Garner, so I'm going to really uh, Just the fact that she's going to be in Walker County and there's a chance that something Walker County related will show up on the Instagram they, makes me happy. So. Jen's smart, though. She she only is coming to Walker County knowing that Secret Service is going to be all around her. So Oh, good, absolutely. Good, Although she's cool, from West Virginia. Do you know this? I didn't know this. Like, I she's not a Hollywood type. I mean, she's from West Virginia. So oh, she's from West she Virginia. understands she can, she can extremely rural yeah. places. She can handle This Walker is not County. her first rodeo in the South. So, yeah. Uh, but exciting times. Uh, so, thank you for being with us. And we'll see you next time, hopefully, with Mayor Petey Ellis. We'll go find Petey. See you guys. Left on Red is a DME Media Production. Copyright 2021, Daily Mountain Eagle.